Welcome back to On Campus with Miss T. I'm your host, Miss T. And I'm your co-host, David. And today is episode six, six. I believe. Maybe. Six. <laughs> episode six, where we'll be talking about um, daycare versus regular preschools or more okay. structured preschools, I guess. And what uh, daycare workers wish that parents knew is um, as they go into daycare oh sorry i'm gonna say is daycare like isn't that like pre-k more mm, depends on what you're talking about exactly I don't know. what do you mean by pre-k isn't pre-k isn't everything called pre-k right i'm not making this up like that's pre-kindergarten i don't really know what the difference is exactly I mean, I know what the difference is between daycare and like an actual. Well, preschool. I would say, do, do schools offer pre-K or is that more like a? Okay, well, we'll get into that in okay. a minute. Okay, but um, before we get into that topic, I want to do our little on-campus rewind, where we talk about topics that we've touched upon previously in other episodes, um, and I did see a few articles that came out recently that kind of touched upon other topics that we've covered before. So I wanted to kind of bring those up for a minute, literally just like a minute. One of them is titled, How a Vaccinated Woman's Death Exposes the Threat of Anti-Vaxxers, which came out July 10th this year, 2019, in the newspaper The Guardian, which I believe is a British newspaper or like a uk i'm not newspaper. sure might be so well that alone just kind of shows how it's other people are like aware of this as well i guess it's not just something that we talk about in the united states if that makes any sense it wasn't didn't the didn't it come from the uk what anti-vax is that what you said i, I don't know I said that? I don't remember. Oh, maybe. Like, that article was a British one, was it? I don't know if it was a British article, but, like, I thought the guy... The Lancet or whatever? Like, who started it was from the UK. I I honestly, I don't remember, but I think you might be right. But, um, anyway, uh, the article kind of goes on to talk about how a woman, an adult right, an adult woman, not a child, uh, who was already vaccinated, walked into a clinic in Port Angeles, Washington. And she didn't know that right before she had walked in, another patient had walked in who had the measles. And I guess it can survive for like two hours on surfaces or something like that. So she got the measles and she died three months later. And she had already been vaccinated. I don't know if I said that already. Oh, okay. She had already had the measles, mumps, rubella, combined vaccine or whatever. And just to pull a quote from that article, it says, Her death on 8th April 2015 became the last recorded death from measles in the U.S. So I think it said something like 12 years. We hadn't had a death from the measles in 12 years until... um, what was that? 2015. 
That's weird. If she has a vaccine, how did she die? Well, we said it last time, remember, that there is like still a percent, a small percentage chance or whatever that you can still get the disease even though you have the vaccine. I think it was like 3% or something like that. A 3% chance that you can still get the measles. So yeah, that was one article that I found and I thought it was relevant. Another one was, and this is something that we had talked about before as well, um, from that same vaccine anti-vaxxer episode. Uh, This one is titled, Vaccine Exemption Bill Among Hundreds of Laws Taking Effect. And the date is July 26, 2019, and this is from the newspaper, The Columbian. And that one basically talks about how, uh, I'll just read the quote. It says, parents in Washington state will no longer be able to cite philosophical or personal beliefs to exempt their children from the combined measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. So it's now a law in Washington that you can no longer exempt your children using the excuse of philosophical or personal beliefs. And that's something that we were talking about where we were kind of saying, or you were saying that it wouldn't be fair to exclude anti-vaxxer children from public schools because their tax money is funding that school. Yeah. Whether they vaccinate their children or not. (laughs) Yeah, they are. But it's now a law. And I'm assuming that if it's like a medical issue that you can still exempt your children due to medical, like maybe if you're allergic to it or whatever, right? But it is now a law in Washington state. Huh. I wonder if they're gonna try to like sue, go to federal court. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we haven't heard the end of this yet. Nah, yeah. <laughs> They're gonna see it. Yeah. There's no way that it's gonna stick. I don't think it will stick. Another article that I found is titled Autism Largely Caused by Genetics, Not Environment Study Finds. So I guess this one's from July 18th, 2019, from the newspaper, the Chicago Tribune. And I guess they've found some kind of link to genetics with autism, which they had never been able to find before. Um, From what I've read before in the past, they couldn't find a cause. Like that's one of the um, things where it's like unexplainable kind of, they don't know where it comes from. But I guess now they've found some kind of link to genetics, so. I was reading another article where I think it's one of like, I don't know what country, one of those Viking countries, Sweden or something. Norway or something. Yeah, that they could tell, like, there's a percentage that your kid could have some type of defect. Like, they could tell. Defect? Yeah, and they could, they so you could abort it. What a defect? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's horrible. Well, that's what, that's, the, well, that was the whole point. Like, they were like, well, that's like eugenics. Like, yeah, so you could that's... abort your kid. Oh, wait, but I have heard of that before, too, where they're... I don't know, it's almost more sciencey lab stuff now or instead of just like, oh, you're pregnant, you give birth. It's like like you can weed out what you think is going to be like bad. Yeah, that's why. So they're saying they could do it and they could like abort their kid. If... Yeah, that is, that's eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what eugenics is, it was very popular back in the Hitler days. 
where they would kill off people that had special needs or mental illnesses or Jewish people, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately. So, yeah, that does not sound right to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was an article. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of that before, though. Uh, And also, I wanted to go over some of the posts that we made on our Instagram. And one of the things that we, or that I posted, not we, (laughs) was a video, like, just telling everyone about the survey that was coming out. And also did a poll of a life hack that I'd like to use. I don't know if you know what that (laughs) is. I like to wear those, like, science or, like, construction goggles when I chop onions because it makes it so that you don't cry. That's pretty cool, actually. It works. Like, it really works. It's pretty amazing because I really hate chopping (laughs) onions because it makes me cry every time. Like, two seconds in, I'm already crying. (laughs) You can use any goggles in, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. You can use, like, pool goggles or, I don't know, whatever other kind of goggles are, but it has to, like, seal it in. Snowboarding goggles. Yeah, it has to, like, seal it in. It can't just be, like, those construction glasses or the science glasses. It has to be actual goggles. But I took a poll to see if anyone else does this or if I'm just weird. And apparently I'm just weird. (laughs) 78% of people said no, that they do not use this life hack. And 22% said yes. That's not too bad. They just don't know about it. I guess. Maybe you're not weird. They just don't know. (laughs) You You can see that about anything. It's just no one has goggles, I guess, lying around. But if you're there, you're like, oh, yeah. Use them. It works. But that's all I've got for our rewind and stuff right now. Uh, We can go into our special guest interview now. We have a special guest for you today. She is a daycare employee. And let's see what she has to say. Yeah, let's go get her. So we're on campus today with our good friend, uh, Nanetsi. Yo. What's up? How's it going? (laughs) Um, so, first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do for a living? Well, I work at a daycare, but I do both. I go to school, and then I'm trying to be, um, I want to get my credentials after I get my bachelor's, but yeah, I'm currently doing both, going to school and working at daycare. Daycare. Okay. Cool. And then you eventually want to be a teacher. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Elementary school teacher, to be specific. Um, so, I know... For me, um, I'm an at like a preschool teacher, and I know a lot of the questions that we get or the comments that we get a lot is like, "Aren't you just a babysitter? Like, essentially, right. like, isn't that all you do?" Like for me, we have an actual curriculum and like it's an actual school. Um, but even for me, they always tell me like, "Okay, so you're just the babysitter? Like the kids just play all day? That's all you do?" <laughs> oh yeah. So um, the question I have for you is, do you like? Do you guys kind of get that? Like, what's the difference between um, the daycare and then, like, let's say just hiring, like, a teenager to come to my house? Um, I would say the difference, I think especially for you, since you're a legit teacher, like, you have your credentials <laughs> and, your, and your degree and all that. Uh, I think there is a difference with what you do versus what I do at a daycare. 
Mm-hmm. At a daycare, it's just typically we take care of kids. Yeah, we do a little activities here and there with them, but I wouldn't say it's like what you do. You actually teach them how to write, how to read, all of that um, stuff, and mathematics and phonics. We kind we don't do that at all. So, um, I think I would say that that must be irritating to hear as a teacher, <laughs> as a legit teacher, to be called a babysitter. For me, I work at a daycare. I do see myself as a babysitter because we don't do half of the things you guys do. Mm-hmm. But um, the difference from hiring a teenager and taking their kid at daycare, well, at a daycare, we, we have to get our background checks, our fingerprints. So I guess for a parent, it's a peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And whereas a teenager, um, depending where you hire the teenager, either through a local friend or through a through a company like Care, like a bunch of other companies that Is have like that. Care.com. Care.com or something, or something yeah. like that. But um, <clears throat> the difference is, is that a teenager might be a little bit more financially accessible versus a daycare. Yeah, like for the one that I work with, it's kind of pricey and the prices are starting to rise. So that could okay. be an issue. Yeah, daycares aren't cheap. Yeah. yeah. So. But there is that peace of mind because I know a lot of people, like, they have bad experiences oh, or, yeah. like, they don't yeah. know who to trust or they don't have family around, um, things like that. So I know yeah. that that's why they go towards daycares more. But, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a legit established... Yeah, and like she said, they have they have like standards. Like you have to do your background check, background yeah. check, CPR certified. Yeah, I was and a bunch say, of I'm other assuming stuff. that you get CPR certified. Too. Yeah, like yeah, this makes sense. This week, actually, on Friday, we're gonna get a training again, so it's gonna yeah. be interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. aren't, aren't you off this Friday? No, I have to go back. We fly back this Wednesday, so then I drive Thursday out there, and then Friday I have work. Okay. Unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. unfortunately <laughs> yeah. I have a job, but I hey, no one likes to work. <laughs> I'd rather like be relaxing than, than working. Exactly. Everyone, I think. That goes for everybody. Yeah, that goes for everybody. <laughs> no matter how much you think you like your job, I'm pretty sure you'd yeah. rather be exactly. lounging. Um, <laughs> I like my job, but I'd rather stare at a ceiling all day if I could. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like time to relax. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to live. I don't want to leave here. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, just for everyone who's not a part of this she's here visiting us <laughs> in california yeah california. california is beautiful but um where i live it's um in san bernardino so it's just like a bunch of desert yeah and it's all deserty not nothing like the trees and the greenery it's crazy but i i want to live here I really we're do. in washington okay. like i don't think anyone knows this. <laughs> they're in washington we haven't mentioned it yet but yeah we're in washington so it's a big difference yeah <laughs> a big forest difference. versus desert forest versus desert absolutely yeah. It's more peaceful too. It's a lot more relaxing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I see your question. <laughs> um, like, what are like I guess pros and cons about working? Like, I know, um, like people kind of ask, or I would say people assume that my job is really easy because Aww. I work with kids. Um, so, like, what are some things that you love, some things that you hate, some things that maybe people assume or that you wish people knew? <laughs> like, should I say my top five pros and cons, or or would you? Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Um, well, the top would be I love working with kids. They're 
like how they used to have some people say they're like adults who had a little bit of drink because <laughs> like, they say that people yeah, yeah they say the dumbest things but it's funny though <laughs> and like they do things i'm just like what because i have this little girl who like looks in the mirror and then she just starts making a scene Mm-hmm. And she starts talking to herself until you interrupt her. And then she looks at you like nothing, just walks back to class. <laughs> and I said, you know, that to me is funny. So they're, schizophrenic people. <laughs> like they're so creative. And then, um, yeah, just seeing them grow and all of that and just being able to see them, it, being able to also build relationships with their families is nice. Mm-hmm. The cons would be having to create a plan and make it accessible for all kids that despite individualizing. their yeah. Yeah, individualizing yes. that is yeah also when <laughs> kids have a hard time and parents um like when you try to tell their parents their day and if they had like a bad day like their parent are like they get defensive i get it, it's their kid but i'm like i'm not lying to you like yeah, your kid, yeah. he's not listening yeah. today your kid or... sucks lady <laughs> fix him fix him at home <laughs> exactly no but um yeah like they tried like i remember this this one kid he's no longer at our center because we had to you drop got rid him. of him we had, to, yours, yeah. we had to get rid of him he he legit punched a kid in the nose and made him bleed and then we called the parents and he's four years old and we call the parents and the parents go well he's four what do you want us to do about it and we were like what that's bad parenting so that, as you take him home and you whoop or <laughs> you discipline him real good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a hard thing to deal with when trying to, to you know, tell parents, yeah. well, today wasn't a good day. And they're like, well, what do you mean by that? And then we give them examples and they're like, well, that doesn't sound like my kid. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> Are you like recording or something? But yeah, yeah, everyone thinks your kid's an angel, huh? Well, not everyone. Yeah. I've had parents where they're like, you can tell. Like, I know what my kid does. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. If I was like that, I'm not going to be like, my kid's an angel. Like, nah, he's probably a little asshole, you know? And I think something <laughs> that people have to realize, too, is that kids behave very differently at home than oh, they do yeah. at school. Like, they could be angels at home and then little demons totally at school. Different. Or they could be angels at school and then demons at home. Like, for yeah. some reason, it just, like, depends on the environment. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It comes from the fear from the parents. Like, usually you don't want to be bad at school. Cause like, oh, man, my parents are going to, like... But I don't think it should be fear of Well, not fear. It well, should be, like, respect. Yeah. That, too, but it's, like, I don't know. Just, I don't want my kids to fear me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, disciplining them. This, they should but fear, they, like, a consequence. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and it should fear also, it. They should just know that there's going to be a consequence. Yeah, but, like, also go. teaching them how to be respectful to your teachers, but, to yeah. your elders, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But, I, yeah. And yeah. then it's, I don't know, like, I don't know if this happens to you, but, like, I get a lot of parents where, like, they think it's your responsibility to teach them to respect yes. people. <clears throat> and I'm like... That's not my kid. Like, exactly. <laughs> I didn't bring him into this world. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't live with me. Like, they assume that it's... Or, like, they'll tell you, like, oh, he's been, like, like doing this and doing that, like, at home. Like, um, can you, like, like, try to have him stop or something? And I'm like, 
Yeah. So you want me to correct all of these problems <laughs> that you're seeing at home? Like, I, I, I don't even see them there. at school. Like, I don't see the same problems that you see at home at school. Like, how am I supposed to fix that? Uh, <laughs> people are yeah. dumb. I swear, people are dumb. Like, but then you also get those parents where they like oh, yeah. they want tips from you and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. So that should be like, what? Hey, what can I do? Like, should I shock him? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> we are not having children. Yeah, you can't have children. <laughs> Jeez. I just put on the dog shock collar in them. We're gonna come <laughs> visit after we a while. Have completely different views <laughs> yeah, of how to raise children. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. It's all a joke. I don't want to lose viewers. <laughs> Yeah. We don't even have kids anyway, by the way. <laughs> but just for future right Um. So yeah, was there anything else? Uh, no, just those two are really pros and cons. Pros and cons. Is there anything like, like, do you feel that what you do is easy? No. I know there's <laughs> harder jobs out there. I used to do retail. I worked at a grocery store for a year and I did fast food for a while. So um, those jobs were hard in their own right, but what I do, I feel like it's harder in like, in another sense. Yeah, it's like yeah, because I'm sure a lot more patience. Yeah, it's like my job. Like it's not, like like I've done landscaping. You know, I've done physical labor jobs too. Yeah. But now it's just like I use my brain a lot as a software developer, so it's different. Like I come home and I'm like, ugh, like I don't want to think anymore. You know, I'm just like, ugh. He's mentally exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like with our jobs, it's, like, everything exhausting. Like, mentally exhausting, physically exhausting, because you're having to, like, run around yeah. and chase after them yes. and stuff. Yeah, a lot of patience. And emotionally oh, exhausting. Yeah. That's because, true. Like, you got to take a beating from these asshole kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it I wouldn't that. say that word. Specifically. But, yeah, like, like sometimes they're really mean. Like, yeah. Oh, they yeah. say, like, mean things. Like, I've been called, like, F-word, B-word, oh, like, yeah. mother effort, like, like all sorts of I've been bitten. I've been kicked. I've been punched. I've been peed on. I've had to clean up poop off the floors. I've had to unclog toilets. Like, oh, yes. You name it, basically. All of that. Yeah. That's what all of me and my coworkers say, that it's physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausting. Yeah, it's, like, everything. And then especially if you have families that, like, like are in foster care or oh, that yeah. are going through divorces or, like, domestic violence situations or whatever, like, then it's, like, really emotionally exhausting. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, because it's hard to, like, watch kids go through that. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be kind of, like, that person, like, that rock, like, that solid person for them because their lives are so, like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be the, the how do you say it? I, my professor said it. She said that you had to be consistent and be that stability for them yeah, when exactly. at home there is no stability. Yeah. So it can be and hard. And sometimes even for the parents too. Like I have parents come in and they kind of like vent to me about like all their troubles at home or they ask me like even for like legal advice and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> so you kind of have to be like everything for these families. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's like also like, you know, people hate on teachers, but like. You guys do a big role when it comes to, like, how you, someone develops, too. Yeah. Because, like, I remember the good teachers, mm -hmm. and there's not many. So, like, that's, that's a good sign, though. These guys are good. They actually did something or yeah. impacted me in some way. 
Yeah, yeah, like I, you know, it's a very saturated field because anybody could be a teacher. Yeah, that's what, that's a problem. Like anybody yeah, can, yeah, but only I very few that. people really know how to make a difference. <clears throat> yeah, like I hate that saying where it's like, um, if you can't do teach, because I feel like it sets this like, like Neg- stereotype yeah, or something stereotype. where it's like, okay, well, if everything else that I try fails, I'll just become a teacher, and it's like you can't just be a teacher like you need to actually have that as like your passion because yeah. then you're gonna suck and you could ruin like hundreds of lives like whoever <laughs> like walks through your classroom like yeah. you could be ruining their lives just because you don't like your job you don't care yeah <laughs> and the yeah. students easily pick that up like when yeah. they yeah they, they know like, you even hate in, it like they preschool feel, yeah. and stuff like they know if they'll try to actually, walk all over you make yeah. it more worse for you like yeah they know they or like they know that you don't care or that you're not paying attention so mm-hmm. they'll like get away with stuff or like even in high school like your teachers it's like yeah they obviously didn't care that much about whether <laughs> you succeeded or not so everyone was just kind of running them wait down. how was your high school teachers i haven't heard this how are they a lot of them <laughs> i guess it's just like a they're probably sick of it because they're dealing with a bunch of like asshole kids you know all day Aww. Like, and it was overcrowded school. So a lot of them didn't care. Some, like, it just seemed like they were just, it was just their job. Like, eh, I'm just going to go through the day. Give them some BS assignment. Oh, yeah. But the problem with, too, is that some of them, like, they couldn't get the class under control because they that's just not it. They just expect these kids are going to be respectful and come in to learn. Like, uh, depends yeah, on where you're at. Also, like, yeah, <laughs> the problem with the district, yeah. too, and oh, yeah. their policies and their procedures, not just the problem. So, like, some, area. some, you know, teachers get to get them in line. Yeah. Some didn't. So, it's like, literally kids in the back of the classroom smoking oh. out of pen caps, you know. You guys know what I'm talking about? Old school days. <laughs> you guys know. <laughs> you guys know. <laughs> yeah. That's how you used to make your little pipes out of a like the big pens, you get, I don't know what they would do. They like MacGyver it and then they have a little pipe. Oh, I've seen that. Well, I went to, well, you guys know where I live growing up in, yeah. in the San Fernando Valley. In middle school, I remember it was so ghetto. We had like so many um, fights and like I remember some of the teachers would be like, oh my God, I just want to go home. I want to <laughs> walk out. Uh, I remember passing by the hallway like in open air, like these group of kids were legit smoking pot and they did not care. So yeah. you're dealing with that kind of kids, and it's harder. That's, it makes it yeah, like if you harder. don't have a passion for it, yeah. you're not going to want to deal with you're it. You're going to, yeah, you're going to lose. You're just going to be like, whatever, this is get this yeah. day over with. Like, you have to actually really be passionate about, like, hey, I want to fix your issues. I want to help you through this problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to be there for you. Like, if you don't have, like, that inclination, like, yeah. you're going you're gonna to be miserable and those kids are going to be miserable, too, because they're going to notice that you don't really care. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. And then another thing we had mentioned before was, like, building relationships. Like, do you, like, how do you build relationships with your kids in the classroom or with the families in your classroom? For the families, I just try to, every single day, tell them how their kids' day was. Either it was good or bad. I try mainly to do good because I know when you're constantly giving parents bad mm. reports... They do get annoyed of it and they do yeah. get sick of it. Mm-hmm. Like we had this one mom was like, is it just my son or is there other kids? <laughs> I wanted to say, yeah. But I, was just like, <laughs> but I was just like, no, no, he gets influenced by the other ones. But I'm like here thinking he's the influencer. <laughs> but that woman has been getting so many bad reports just on her son alone. 
So I would just sometimes be like, no, no, let me get What some is she doing at home, you know? Like, or give her good reports sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, he did this. That was really good. <laughs> is it bad to make it up, though? Like, ah, screw it. I should look good in there. Uh, no, I don't, I don't. Well, I don't think you need to make it up. Like, you have to just make sure you're looking for yeah, it. Because every something. kid is going to have a good moment. Mm-hmm. But if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. True. Yeah. So you so just, just have to be looking for exactly, it. Exactly, be observant. But, um, yeah, mainly try to daily have that communication with them. And then, like, ask, well, oh, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Make it a little bit more personal. And then I get personal with them. Not too much, obviously. Just, yeah. you know, a little well, professionally. This, this past weekend, I was... Blacked out drunk on Saturday. <laughs> it was lit, though. So, um, just, like, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Stuff like that. But, um... Like, I know when I come back, I ha- I forgot to tell my parents that, oh, not my parents, but my kids, the the center's yeah. parents, um, <laughs> that I went on vacation. Oh. So when I come back, they're going to be like, where were you this whole week? So, uh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But, like, um, yeah, just daily communication with them. That's how I was able to build relationships with the families. And do you think that's important? Like, does yeah. it make a difference? To me, it does, because sometimes um, they will open up to me about what's going on in the house, and that explains why some kids were misbehaving that day. And, you know, for their peace of mind as well, like, they know who you are, and they know, oh, well, my kid is with, yeah, they're with so-and-so, so I feel much better. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's very important for sure. Yeah, like, that's one of the things that in another episode that we had kind of brought up is, like, like that lack of respect that he was seeing in his classrooms might have come from just the fact that the teacher wasn't taking the time to kind of build those relationships with the students. Yeah, it could um, be. Yeah, it's like, maybe. Like I don't know. Some of these kids are like, they in don't those care. That's oh, what yeah, I mean. That's like, true. In those environments, it's like... You Especially have at to high school. This is high school. Respect. These are high school teachers I'm talking about. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. That's I what I mean. Like, you have to earn. Like, they think that you have to come into the classroom <clears throat> and the teacher has to earn the respect. the respect versus just, like, that's how you're raised. You respect your true. teachers. True. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. That's some, true. Some teachers are respected more than others, but it's usually just because they, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, why it's were they respected? Like they have to be really. I think in high school, it's like you have to be relatable. Like, yeah. for us, too, to a certain extent, but it's, like, they know that you're an adult and that there's a difference, you yeah. know what I mean? But in high school, it's kind of, like, kids always think that they're already adults, that they know everything, you know what I mean? So you have to be, like, more relatable on their level, I would imagine. More understanding, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think for I think when I think of high school kids, I feel like um, not only earning their respect, but... That I, my high school teacher said this, to treat them like adults, too. Yeah. Because once you start treating them like if they're in middle school, that's where they start to act up because they will get fed up. And if they don't care about school, I think that makes it challenging, more challenging for the teacher. Because yeah. you got to find them, you got to make them care. Yeah. Yeah, somehow. And like, that's where the relationship building comes in because you don't know what's yeah. going to work unless you know them. Like one, of, <laughs> I think one of the last books that I can remember reading in high school was ninth grade, like all the way through. Really? Uh, that yeah. Interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think I read anything else. Like, that's intense. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I could say you're always reading all the time. <laughs> yeah. And this one hardly yeah. reads. Yeah. It makes a difference, teachers. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good, homie. <laughs> <laughs> but like how it says in the little bio on our website, it's like it's not necessarily because. 
of your education that you're successful, it's because you like persevered in spite of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I love money and I don't want <laughs> to be broke. That's a good motivator. I don't want to be broke. <laughs> Take care of your future self. Exactly. <laughs> and then um, another thing I wanted to ask, like, I know for us, like, uh, at least for me, um, there's a lot of kind of, like, pet peeve type of things where it's, like, things that parents do that I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything that, like, like you want to let the parents out there know, like, um, like, parents do this like this is why i don't like it or this is why like it's annoying well let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> turn that bar more than 30 minutes <laughs> oh, we need more time yeah. um there's just two i think that i can think of on top of my head one for me is cleanliness like bring your child clean to school or to a daycare it breaks my heart when I see kids, like, all crusty looking. Yeah. And that's you one of know. the things, too, that we call child services about, oh, yeah. by the way. So if you're, like, just lazy that you don't want to clean your kid, like, you need to clean your kid because that is one of the things that we look for. It's a health thing for yeah. us. Yeah, it's a sign. Yeah, it's a yeah, thing. Your child. So for me, that's, that for me, that's the thing. So if you're going to take your kid to school, daycare, whatever... Make sure they're... I'm not saying dress them up in Louis Vuitton and whatever. <laughs> give it <laughs> Louis Vuitton shoes and stuff. Make no. sure they're dripping hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, just give them a bath. Make sure they eat breakfast. Because um, at our daycare, we only give breakfast, but super early in the morning. And then after an hour, like, it's taken out. And then we do lunch, like, around 12. And then, like, an afternoon snack around, like, 3.30-ish. And that's it for food. Mm -hmm. So when they come in the morning with no breakfast, no food in their stomach, we don't have access to the kitchen just like that. Yeah. So it's harder for us to give them something to eat. And I think that's a common misconception, too. Like, people think that we just have food, like, on deck. Like, whatever your <laughs> kids are nice. It would be nice. Yeah. But we can't yeah. do that. Like, there's a system. There's, like, times. There's, yeah. There's Unless budgets, it's, like, a private, probably. Yeah, yeah that's maybe. different. But, but yeah, bring your kids clean, well fed, well shoed. You know, when I had a mom let their kid all day in um, those footsie pajamas with no shoes, and we had to find like spare shoes to put her in. Like, Jesus. So it's like you just bring your kid well bathed and well cleansed and well dressed and well fed. And, and appropriately dressed. Yes, appropriately Like, I've had dressed. parents, like, it's snowing outside, and they're coming with, like, sandals. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this child supposed to play outside if they have sandals? Would you feel hand? comfortable? If not, the <laughs> yeah. child will ten times not feel comfortable. <laughs> or sometimes kids are like, Mom, I want to wear heels to school. And so they send them in school in heels, and then they're, like, rolling their ankles and falling, yeah. like, all day long because they have these heels. heels? Yeah, like, little, little like, no. heels. Yeah. Not like their mom heels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one I would say make your child prepared like mentally like if you know they woke up like on the wrong side on the wrong side of the bed or last night was not good just let them know that oh today you're gonna have a good day at school you're gonna color you're gonna see your teacher and friends you know yeah. and stuff like that or if we tell them oh there's gonna be a field trip or we're gonna do this activity yeah. And then kids like, need a heads up. Like they need yeah, to be they prepared for some reason. Like yeah. they don't like it when you just throw them a curveball. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, the whole classroom's a disarray after that. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Me, like just prepare your kids the best you can before school, and then 
Get them washed. (laughs) Please. And then they'll have a good day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty much all we have today. I mean, even if you have more complaints, I think we're out of time. So. We are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I uh, according to that, we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> I got four. You minutes promised left. me thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut my life yet, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy this. Right now, I thought I have four more minutes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> more complaints out there. Well, no complaints. But you didn't ask me what I wrote down. <laughs> Um, Damn, this is demanding a guest. Would I like to teach abroad? Well, yes, I would. (laughs) (laughs) It has to do with teaching. Oh, you mean like, okay, like what my sister does? Yes, but that's too long, though. She does it for years. Well, you, it's like. You should be shorter. I have a sister. she, um, She teaches English in other countries. But I think it's like up to you. Like, you get to pick how long. Yeah, I've been like looking they into have it. Contracts. Yeah. I've been looking into it, and like, there's some that just just for the summer, which is like two months, and then there's some mm-hmm. that are for oh, a wow. couple months. Okay. I told my dad that, and he's like, I guess, because <laughs> he because I told him that, oh, I might move to Washington with David, and he's like, no, that's too far, that's too far. But <laughs> imagine like moving all the way to Spain China, or Spain, China or Italy, yeah. for a couple months. That'd be cool. It's, I, a, it's an experience. You yeah, should do it. I mean, once you get your bachelor's, young, do it. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah, I'm totally looking into That's that. That's the only requirement is that you have to have a bachelor's. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. subject it's in. You just have to have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, that's But it'll okay. help if you had, like, a teaching experience, I would think, right? Yeah, well, they do. I don't really well, care. I don't think I'm sure they have to care. Well, like, not anyone could just teach. Like, I couldn't just go and teach English. I'm like, I don't know. As long as you speak English, I think they, and you have a bachelor's degree, I think that's, like, all that they look for. Yeah. Hmm. But for me, yeah, I'm totally but looking it. But it probably depends on the program, too. Okay. But it seems fun, though. Because I feel mm-hmm. like it would be different seeing how yeah. teaching is done in certain countries because also their cultural play. Yeah, and a it big is role. different. Like, so. I want to get my sister in here to kind of talk about, like, the cultural differences between um, schools. But um, she's currently in China, so I don't know. <laughs> that's so happy, happen. though. Yeah. That is so cool. do, like, an air call. An yeah. air call. Something. That's interesting. Yeah, but it's because um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. But but I have a coworker who's from Romania. And she said that on Teacher's Day, instead of giving them, you know how we give teachers apples here? Mm-hmm. Um, they give them like bouquets of flowers. And I thought that's very pretty. They have gotten flowers. I feel like it'd be annoying. Imagine all the kids giving you flowers. How is that annoying, like, that... insensitive person? It's, it's <laughs> sweet. Like, oh, I'm, like, oh, cool. they love me. I'm like, nah, give me gift cards or something, you know? I've gotten gift cards too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have gotten them too. Yeah. The, when you Dan, so you can bribe you guys? They'll, they'll treat your Well, kid there's a limit. Cash? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not like, true. Like damn, like I'm just joking. Huh. My son has a D, huh? I think Mr. Jefferson wants to change that to an A. <laughs> no, I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm looking into that slew. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's it's pretty cool. But my sister does do it for a long time. Like she was in Korea for four years. Damn. I want to say, and then now she's gonna be in Hong Kong for three years. I wouldn't be able to do that. That's yeah, that's a I lot. I went to Ireland for like two weeks, and after the first week, I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited. 
But yeah, hopefully everything turns out well and I graduate and let's see where it goes. All right. All right. Well, I think that now that's all the time. Now that's all the time. Now it's the time. I feel better now. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming today. Thanks, Nene. I hope everyone learned something, especially those terrible parents out there. (laughs) Please bathe your kids (laughs) and feed them. So that was fun. Yeah. Nanetsu's like really funny. It's <laughs> a good talk. Yeah, she's, she's a little a random. Character, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting person. I love how like I don't know, her energy, I guess. Yeah. And her honesty yes. <laughs> with the topic. <laughs> um but to go off of that, I guess, we took a poll and we asked our listeners and viewers which do you prefer or which do you think you would choose if you were, like, to have kids? Like, just in case you don't have kids, if you were to have kids, which do you think you would choose? Daycare or preschool? 92% said preschool and 8% said daycare. So for me, that would kind of suggest that more people are interested or would want more of a quality in education. Yeah. Um, see, when I think of, like, I think of daycare, I kind of think of, like, a privatized daycare where it's, like, top-notch teaching and, like, I don't know. Because I think my niece and nephew, they went to, I think it was a daycare. Because all it was, it was, like, I think preschool or whatever. Yeah. That's all it was. So I don't think I don't think schools just do preschools. I'm pretty sure it's like a private. Yeah, it could oh. have been a private preschool. I'm not sure, but anyways, it look it's cool. They have like animals on it. There's a tur- yeah, tortoise. Yeah, I remember running there around. was a tortoise. He's not running around, but he's walking around. Yeah, crawling around. Yeah, and they have like a nice playground. I think they have chickens and I don't know what other animals. And it's like a nice, very nice classroom. Mm-hmm. But it's just. That I think it's just like a preschool or whatever, or day slash daycare. Yeah, that's what I was unsure about, and I still am unsure about. Like, I don't really know what the exact terms are, I guess, but I know there's a difference. Like, I know daycare is daycare. I when I think preschool, I think more of like a, a school district, part of a school district. Yeah, but one thing, even the thing I uh that Nanetsi mentioned was that at her daycare, like it is a daycare, right. But the classrooms are divided and labeled as, like, preschool, kindergarten. You get me? Even though they're not actually, like, I, 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 that's why I'm not sure. I think, I think the law, they don't have to go to any of those pre-K or kinder. Oh, yeah, I know that. It's just they have to go to first grade and all that. I think, well, in some places, I believe kinder is required now. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Just preschool is not required. Well, being of California, I think. I think that was the rules. I think. I'm pretty sure kindergarten is required. I think it didn't used to be required. I don't know, but then, like, I don't know. I think that's why they bring up the private, like, daycare, like, where Nancy works. Well, daycare is literally just, like, a babysitter. That's it. Like, you just drop them off whenever you pick them up, whenever. Okay. And they just watch your kids. They keep them entertained. They keep them busy. Uh, what I meant 
as preschool, which again, I'm not sure if that's exactly the correct term for it, since we found out through Nanetsi that they do label their classrooms, their age groups using that term. So now I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, what I meant as preschool is like a classroom where it's like regulated. You know what I mean? Like people come and observe. You have to meet specific standards. There's like licensing that comes and you have to meet specific standards. There's a curriculum that's required to be implemented in the classroom and you have to submit that to someone else and they review it and they make okay. sure that you're meeting yeah. all of those standards. So that's what I meant by preschool. Gotcha. Which is what I do. And also the the teachers are like actually teachers, like there's requirements that they have to meet and like actual classes that they had to have taken. And Damn, was it like a diss towards Nene? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But it's just different. Like those are the differences. No, that makes me? sense. I get you. Okay. So yeah. All right. So that's what I meant. But again, I'm not entirely sure that that's what the terms are because for me it's head start right but i know that it's not only head start that has these programs like there are private preschools that implement curriculums and their teachers meet a certain criteria and blah 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 right so i don't want to just say oh head start preschool you know because yeah that's not the only one and also where i worked in lausd and lausd Again, that's Los Angeles Unified School District. They do offer preschools within their public elementary school campuses. Okay. And they're like state funded, I believe. But. Oh, so that's kind of like a little bonus. Yeah, it's kind of just like, I think the way that it works is just if that school wants to have them there, they can. Okay. Um, and then there's also the PALS programs, which is where I worked, which was the preschool for all learners. And we were different. We were not like the state funded preschools. It was like, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't even know, but the funding is different, I believe, Okay. from the state preschools. Gotcha. Like we were actually part of. The LAUSD, yeah, okay. where the state-funded ones, it was kind of like they had their own rules and their own thing mm -hmm. going on. So I'm not entirely sure exactly what <laughs> the rules are for that or whatever. Yeah. But I know that they do offer that in public schools, at least in the Los Angeles area. Here, as far as I can tell, they don't do that in the Portland-Vancouver area. It's just separate. For whatever reason, they don't really offer it as public schools. Because I don't think it's required. It's probably not required. Yeah, I think that they do have some, like, special education preschools that are part of the public school districts. But as far as I can tell, I haven't seen any just general ed preschools that are part of the public school system. Hmm. But yeah, I know LAUSD has them. That's cool. I also put out a poll on our Facebook page 
to try to see kind of why some people choose daycare over preschool. Not a lot of people participated in this poll, and I had a feeling not a lot of people would want to just because it almost seems like like you're not prioritizing your children or something like that. Like maybe people are embarrassed to admit to this or whatever. But I asked people why, right? Like, and I gave them two choices, which was you prioritize schedule accommodations or do you prioritize the quality of education? Right, so basically, in your head when you're thinking about, okay, should I choose this preschool or should I choose a daycare? Is it more important for you that the schedule works around like your personal schedule, like your work schedule, your like having to take other kids to school and stuff? Yeah, it's kind of a, because <laughs> sometimes it has to be like that. Like you can't. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think that people should be embarrassed of that or like ashamed or they shouldn't feel judged or whatever because every family is different, right? Like everyone's situation is different. Yeah. Like life is different for everyone. So you shouldn't feel like it's a bad thing, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Because a (laughs) a lot of people have to prioritize their time and yeah, I think that's part of the reason that a lot of people choose daycares is because usually daycare, it's like we're open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you can drop off or pick up at any point in time between those hours. So if you're a working parent, if you're a single parent who works or if you're like in a two parent household, but you both work, sometimes that's the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you find a daycare you drop them off before you go to work, you pick them up after you get off of work, and that's just how it has to be. Yeah, you can't, yeah, there's no shame in that. Yeah, but I know that actual preschools, or at least where I work, that's part of the reason a lot of parents either don't do it or they start off doing it, but then they can't keep doing it is because they have to accommodate our schedule. So yeah, you guys have a weird schedule, like it's four hours or Yeah, for my classroom in particular, it's from nine forty five to one fifteen, I believe. Yeah, and then I'm like thinking like as a parent, there's no way. Like how do you do that? Yeah. Like, it's if you're really working hard. at nine to five, like Yeah, it's really hard for a lot of parents. But there are other classrooms that are like from eight AM to two thirty or that are like a full eight hours or whatever within our program. It's just my classroom happens to be between those hours (laughs) but I know other programs are kind of similar they they have a time period where you Uh, have to bring them (laughs) and pick them up reason why it's like that like why not it's just because it's more structured we have a schedule an actual schedule with like actual academic activities that are happening it's not just the daycare where they just come in and they play they do what they want like it's completely student-led that makes any sense and for us it is structured like we have specific like even just for outdoor playtime like we have to 
get them outside between these hours. We have to get them outside for this amount of time. We have to eat breakfast for this amount of time at these hours. We have to eat lunch for this amount of time at these hours. So it's all very, very structured, which means that they have to come in at a certain time. They have to leave at a certain time. Okay. So yeah, I know that that's one of the reasons, one of the things that factors in is just time and schedules and being able to accommodate like one way or the other, if that makes sense. But there are a lot of factors. Like, what do you think? I know we don't have kids, but what do you think if we did have kids, what's something else that you would take into consideration? Something else? What do you mean? Like, besides... If we had to choose between daycare and preschool, if we were, like, shopping around to see what was going to work best, what would? What are the things that you would be taking into consideration? Um... Honestly, it'd be time. Like, when can I actually pick them up and drop them off? Mm-hmm. That's for because if I have a nine, my current job now, yeah, they're like, what we gonna do? To work, make my days longer. Like, exactly by an hour a day just to pick them up and drop them off. And I don't know. Is that it? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's number one. Yeah, well, and I guess price too, because I know none of these are cheap. Looking at my paper. Okay. <laughs> Saying price, like, yeah, because I, well, preschool is probably free. Depends. But you're going to public yeah. if, if, well, let's say if it was, okay, let's say it was California and there's preschools in the school. That's free. If it's not free, then I guess it's time. Like, if mm-hmm. it's price, I would put price if there was, if we had to pay, how much is it? Could we afford this? Then it goes to time to, and then I guess what the kid like I'm gonna see what the what are they gonna learn what are they gonna be the doing quality of the education yeah so that's how David is prioritizing it so no one else should be ashamed or embarrassed of their prioritizing so for you it would be cost then accommodating your schedule no. your personal schedule yeah. and then the quality of education so the quality of education is third on David's list yeah, well, like, <laughs> well, like if it's the best quality of education, it's going to come with a price tag probably. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I feel like everyone would want to say that the quality of the education is number one. Yeah, but this is real life. No, yeah, not exactly. balling out to pay for all these private stuff. Yeah, but that was one of the factors that I thought of too, is the price or the cost of whatever program you're doing. A lot of programs do accommodate low-income families like my program is free for I think I think the only way that you can get into the program is if you qualify with your low income but also if you're referred to us by a pediatrician because your child is like has developmental delays or like special needs or something like that then you would be accepted into our program as well. But I know a lot of other programs do that as well. So if yeah, you can't afford it, if you're not balling, like David said. <laughs> that sucks too, because it's like, it's either you have to be poor, you have to be either like, you know, low income or rich. If you're middle class, sometimes you can't afford that. Yeah, a budget, lot of times. But you don't qualify for that low mm-hmm. income. So it's like, okay. Yep. 
like that happened to my mom a lot growing up like on paper they said oh you're too rich for all this stuff and I was like well that we kind of get screwed over because we couldn't do all that yeah life. I agree but usually middle class people I guess get screwed over when it comes to these programs because they can't afford it and then they're not low income enough <laughs> to qualify but other things that I thought of was like transportation and distance so how far away is it from your house do you have a method like a reliable method of transportation because that's a huge thing at least where I work people we don't have or we don't provide buses so it's up to the parents or the families to figure out how they're going to get the kids to our classrooms. And a lot of the times they're absent because their car's broken down and they can't afford to fix it. So they're out for like a week because they can't get here or they don't have money to pay for the bus or. Yeah. Or they don't have someone to bring. Like normally the grandpa or the aunt or the uncle or the sister or whatever they bring the child yeah. to school and then that week it's like they started a new job and so they can't bring them anymore or whatever and so they have to figure something else out. So I feel like transportation would be a big factor and the distance, like if they can walk or if they can't walk to it or if it's too far for you to take that the bus or whatever. It's a little too young, isn't it? Not the child, the whole family would come and walk the kid to school. There's oh. a, I have a lot of students that they walk from their house to class not alone with yeah. their parents <laughs> but but even transportation like i don't know that's probably not the problem is it like actually not having a car or is it just not well, i guess the kid has to be with someone so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and a lot of places i i don't think a lot of places offer buses not for so it's like, yeah no. i know lausd does um, for the for the PALS program, for the special education program. I don't know about the state preschool. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I know a lot of programs don't offer transportation. Another thing that I didn't actually think about until I started working over here after we moved from California, but the relationships between the parents and the staff at that program. Because if they feel like they can't trust you or they feel like you're off-putting or yeah. something, then they're not going to want to leave their kid with you. So I know like a huge part of where I used to work, and it was like a hybrid daycare and like preschool program or whatever, that I used to work at before. And a big thing was like, we would meet with the parents and we would give them a chance to like get to know us. And like a couple times a year, we would do an event where the parents from like the community would come in and they would explore the classrooms and they would get to know the teachers and they would eat pizza or cake or whatever we provided for them so that we could build those relationships and they would want to bring their kids to our program. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know. I'm not a fan of events, so I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't care if I was bringing my kid out of like, kind of make a 
judgment there while I'm <laughs> shopping around. Like, ah, this place seems cool. I guess. Well, a lot of people are not like that. Especially if it's... How do I say this? Like a program where we kind of cater to children that have come from kind of traumatic experiences because maybe you never know like the parent used to leave the kid with their uncle and the uncle like abused them and so now they don't trust people with their kids anymore you know and so they have to meet you they have to get to know you they have to see if they trust you with their children or not and see, check out like the facility to see if like it's gonna be safe or it's gonna be fun or if it looks inviting or comfortable or whatever. Yeah. So it's a very big deal for some people. And also another factor I thought of was just services that you provide. So whether you provide like I don't know, mental health services, whether you provide speech therapy or whatever. Like for my program that I'm currently at, we provide that stuff. That's why the pediatricians refer them to our program because we provide special education. Well, we don't provide it, but we work with the county or whatever. And we have people come in that provide uh, special education services, speech therapy services, occupational therapy services i believe mental health services there's even like a dentist that comes in that checks the kids teeth like twice a year or something like that there's vision services there's we take their height and weight to like i don't know monitor that i guess (laughs) like a bunch of stuff right so that would probably also factor in i would think yeah i guess yeah i don't know I don't have a kid yet, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of hard for us because we don't have kids, so. It's like weird, but I'm, I'm assuming, <laughs> that's something that, people would find important. But if, you, the listener or the viewer, think that there is anything that we missed, you can always just, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or at our email on campuswithms.tgmail.com. And let us know if there's anything else that you think that would factor into your decision making if you do have kids to kind of enlighten us, I guess. <laughs> enlighten, enlighten the rest of us, us who don't have children. Show us the way. <laughs> but that's pretty much all we have for you today. All right. Unless you want to add anything else. No, I got nothing. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to us. Like always, we definitely appreciate the three people out there listening to our <laughs> podcast. Hang in there, three people. There'll I be know. more. <laughs> and these mics will get upgraded once there's more. Yes, <laughs> hopefully soon. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, which still only has <laughs> one episode up. <laughs> yeah. Our... Soon. Facebook page, our Instagram, and our Twitter, our Snapchat, all of them. It's on campus with Miss T. And let us know what you're thinking. Anything. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about these topics. Yeah, it doesn't have to be about topics we've covered. It can be about topics that you want us to cover or just whatever it is that you're thinking of. Yeah. A comment. Mm -hmm. 
You can just leave comments. You say, can hey, you guys suck. Send this us is messages. Lame. Hey, you guys rock. I don't know, anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Thank that? you. That's See it. Ya. Thank you for listening.